are about to hear a life-changing message preached at the Kodesh Family Church in Memphis by the Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. In Matthew 17, verse 21, it reads, Howbeit this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. In this Sunday's message, Reverend Lindsay preaches about the reasons why we should be a part of this special time of prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting is a great act of faith. As it says in Hebrews 11, verse 6, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. We need faith to commune with God. Those who believe are those with spiritual power. Prayer is dynamic and it's working. There is nothing that is impossible for the Lord. So let us listen into this anointed word and live a prayerful and fasted life. Be blessed.
<laughs> Hallelujah. Clap better for Jesus Christ. Clap better for you can do better. All right. You now rise to your feet and let's pray. I know that you didn't expect me to preach this early. Rise. Rise. Lift up your hands and prepare your heart for the word. Tell the Lord, speak to my heart. Speak to my heart. Speak to my heart. Speak to my heart. Father, I pray, answer our prayer. Everyone that says, speak to my heart, speak into our hearts indeed. Holy Spirit, anoint your word. Let your word have free course. And let everyone here, Lord, be filled, built up by the word, grow and be strong and in the power of his might. We give you glory, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence and your power. And thank you that demonic presence is cursed in jesus christ's mighty name amen put your hands together you may please be seated jarvis you expected me to dance i disappointed you don't worry hallelujah now um so today i want to share with you a very important thing okay very very important write it down take out your notebooks take out your pens your pad everything and take note of what i'm going to i'm going to give you why why should reasons why you should be part of the prayer and fasting i thought you would clap for jesus reasons why you should be a part of the prayer and the fasting you know somehow i wish that the children would have been here but it's okay because they need to be a part of it that's right see i'm getting a uh, uh, a praise yeah somebody's agreeing with me right there May I have a witness? And only the baby said, yeah. Now, so why? The reason, number one, prayer and fasting is a great act of faith. Prayer and fasting is a great act of faith. Only people who believe do it. It's a sign of somebody who believes. Do you get the point? And the Bible says that um, in John chapter 1 and verse 11, you all know that scripture, as many as, I mean, God, he came unto his own, and his own received him not, right? Yeah. But Bible says in verse 12, as many as received him, he gave them the power to become the children of God, even to those who believe in his name. 
Now you getting it. Now, those who believe on his name, they are the ones who have power in life. God gives you power, spiritual power. That power is called dunamis. It means innate power. Power to do supernatural things. Power to overcome evil. You get the point? So that power is given to only believers. You get the point? It is given to only believers. And many Christians go through so much trouble. You know? They go through so much trouble. And the devil sometimes is doing it to, especially because of our unbelief. The trouble, the trauma, the harassment, the frustrations. That was not the plan. When Adam and Eve were created, the plan was not to give them frustration, harassment. The plan was not to give them wild problems until Satan set in and caused them to disbelieve the word of God. He turned them into unbelievers. How do I know? Because they did what the devil wanted. They refused to do what God wanted. They did not believe the word of God. But they believed the word of the serpent. Now, look at this scripture I'm going to show you. Huh? In the book of Ma Matthew, chapter 17. Hmm. Matthew, chapter 17. From verse 15. If you can read it. Uh -huh. New King James, good. Or New America, whichever. New King James. Lord, have mercy on my son. Watch this. For he's a lunatic, epileptic, and suffers severely. Epilepsy. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. Problems that keep recurring. Watch the basis. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation. Watch this. Faithless. Without faith. What's the sign of somebody with that? faithless generation okay how long shall i be with you how long shall i bear with you bring him here to me now watch what happened verse 18 and jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour keep going then the disciples came to ask jesus privately why could we not cast it out do you want to know the answer <clears throat> why is it that we're going through this problem why is it that we can't seem to overcome this particular issue why is it that we could not that recurring throwing falling rising falling suffering that's a lunar that's epilepsy epilepsy is a repetitive something that repetitively brings you down and all that why could we then jesus answered because of your unbelief <clears throat> Because of your unbelief. Oh, but pastor, you know, that's for unbelievers. You'll be shocked. You know, when you're in church, it doesn't make you a believer. It makes you a church member. <clears throat> okay. There's, you should actually, in fact, we should stop talking about church membership. And we should call it the family of believers. Yeah. Okay. Because nothing about going to church makes you any better than not going to church except if you believe except if you believe because if you don't believe bible says he you don't even have the power to become the child of god 
you're not even considered a child of God. It says only those who believe are the children of God. Even those who believe on his name. <clears throat> you see, he said as many as received him, he gave them the power to become the children of God. Even to them who believe on his name. And Jesus called them because of your unbelief. Now, unbelief disconnects you immediately from your sonship, from your heritage. Because they were disciples. They had come to Jesus, but they had left their faith behind. Even if you are a disciple, even if you are a pastor like Pastor Richard or Pastor Lindsay, or you are a good shepherd like Brother Spencer or Sister Spencer, yeah, and you leave your faith, that's exactly what the devil wants. It doesn't matter how close you think you are in church. Church is the body of Christ. The disciples were in the body of Christ. Where would Jesus? But they didn't exercise their faith. And they were the same as unbelievers. So, the father of this lunatic child brought his child to Jesus. said, look, these guys, they are around you, but they don't believe. Yeah. He said it point blank to Jesus. These guys, have mercy on me because your guys don't believe. And Jesus had no choice. I would have thought that Jesus would have said, you know, how dare you speak to my disciples that way? But Jesus Christ actually acknowledged it and even rebuked the disciples in front of the guy. Yeah, he rebuked them. Before he cast out, he rebuked them. And then the Bible says, so Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have the faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. Hallelujah. Then verse 21 is the key thing. He explained that not only, what does he mean by you don't believe? How, because this kind does not go out except by prayer and by fasting. Clap for Jesus. Yeah. Unbelief, therefore, is the cause of the absence of prayer and fasting in the life of Christians. Unbelief. Because Jesus told them the first thing, because of your unbelief. And he explained why. That there are kinds that know those who are not believers, those who are believers. This kind does not go out except by prayer and by fasting. Ladies and gentlemen, what I'm trying to tell you is that when a church announces prayer and fasting, it is almost announcing the fact that watch what is going to go on. The believers will fast and pray. The unbelievers will not fast and pray. Simple. I am not saying it. It's the Bible saying it. You get the point. That's what the Bible is saying. Say, so watch these people. What is the difference? This guy has come to disgrace you. Has come to tell us clearly that although you are with me you lack faith you don't believe because if you believed you would have been able to cast out this and you couldn't cast out because of your unbelief and your unbelief is backed by could have been moved by prayer this kind if you had been somebody who was prayerful and somebody who fasts this kind would never have escaped you you would have dealt with it Ladies and gentlemen, the life of a Christian who is a, a, a believer will always 
we associate with prayer, prayer and fasting. Yeah. Jesus Christ said, if any man will come after me, Luke chapter 9 verse 23, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Deny himself. Now, the way you deny yourself, oh, okay, it's not like, well, I'm no longer Spencer. Now, from now, Spencer says, no, now I'm going to call myself Lindsay. No, that's not the denial of yourself. Deny your flesh. Deny your flesh, because the flesh will cause you to go away from Jesus. Deny your flesh. One of the simplest Christian ways of denying yourself is denying yourself of food. It was food that caused Adam and Eve to lose their place in the garden. It's the truth. Same thing that the devil tried to do to Jesus at the temptation. Give Jesus, turn this into bread. Jesus would have failed. But Jesus said, no, I am in fasting and prayer mode. That's what I will use to overcome you. And Jesus sustained the fast. Continue. He says, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. Yeah, Jesus told point blank. That is what Adam and Eve should have told the devil. Man shall not live by fruits alone. God's word, but I should live by the word. The word says I should not eat of this fruit. I will not. Satan, get thee behind me. But they did not do that because they didn't believe. And that left them out of the garden. Ladies and gentlemen, Prayer makes you a man or a woman of faith. Ladies and gentlemen, when somebody is going to drive and instead of driving is late and sits in and rather prays, that makes a person a man of faith. When a Christian says every week, me, I'm going to even fast one day of the week, that Christian is a man of faith. He believes. It is otherwise foolishness that you see food and you say, I will not eat food. Food is good. Food is nice. The Bible says about Adam and Eve, when they saw that the, the fruit was good for the body, looked good to the eyes, and want to make wise, then they took, she took and gave to her husband. There's nothing bad about food. After preaching, I'm going to eat. So food is good. Tell someone food is good. But faith is better. So the Bible says if there are certain kinds, you know, certain people, certain de demons, certain demons will never go near to people who pray and fast. They are afraid. Because of their faith. Because of their faith. It makes you a man of authority. Let me read. The book of Luke chapter 18 from verse 1 through 8. And Jesus spake a parable unto them to this end. That men ought always to pray and not to faint or get tired. Look, yesterday, look, you see this play. Prayer and the presence of God, the power of God, the grace of God as we pray. Those of you who come on Zoom in the morning from 6, 4 a.m. to 8, 6 a.m. on the Zoom. The power of God that's on that prayer line. The grace of God that is released. The testimonies. You shall be there. Tell somebody I'll be there. Amen. 
Tell somebody I'll be there. Where's my towel, please? You have to want me to say it. Bible he spoke a parable to them that men always, men always ought to pray not to lose heart. Then he went on to give the parable from verse 2, saying, There was a rich, a certain city in a, a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Then keep going. Now there was a widow, a widow is somebody who's in need. Husband died. Those days women don't work. So when your husband dies, you're done for. And she came to him saying, Get justice for me because of my enemy or my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. You know, when you persist and you are persistent, you can bring somebody to become so tired. Let me just give what she wants and be free. That's what. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And now that's the, the explanation of the parable. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? In other words, if Christians will have the same attitude of persistence in prayer, will God not respond to them? Even the unrighteous judge responded to the widow. And in other words, is your God not better than the unrighteous judge? And will he not respond? Wow. And then the next verse is this. I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. In other words, the prayers we are praying consistently every day, God will answer speedily. Tell somebody, God will answer these prayers. You better join in. Somebody say, lift your hand and say, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. God will answer you speedily. Nevertheless, watch this. When the Son of Man comes, will he really find this kind of faith on the earth? Wow. Jesus Christ said, look, I know that in spite of what I've said, some of you won't do it. He said, I've told you that even an unjust judge, when you press, he will answer how much more your heavenly father he will answer speedily when you join yourself to prayer when you regularize your prayer when you are a man of faith but then god says nevertheless when you say nevertheless it's almost an eraser it's almost a statement of well i know that christ i'm jesus christ i'm saying this about believers who are supposed to be praying nevertheless although i'm saying this nevertheless will i find the son of man will i find this kind of faith on the earth in other words jesus christ said it's unfortunate that christians behave this way widows know how to go to an unjust judge but christians don't know how to go to god and he says it's sad but although i've said this will he find this faith ask somebody will jesus find you like this will jesus find you praying you'll be surprised that the answer to a lot of problems is in prayer but most christians don't like to pray in fact statistically of all christian meetings the least attended least attended amazing least attended of all christian programs is prayer 
know you you look sad you are surprised i'm surprised that you are surprised because you are not here to pray you proved it <clears throat> i'll say it again i'm surprised that you are surprised you see here fall yesterday least attended if it was a service if it was a musical program we are going to have some valentine powerful blessing you yourself you will enjoy it love fellowship beautifully attended with your red and with your white but prayer how can it be how can it be that when we have to come to god in prayer it is the least when we come to worship god it is the least i can't understand it but jesus said i'm not surprised even though i'm saying it i know there are people here as i'm speaking the more i speak the more you'd say me i will never join this fast i will never join this prayer you'll be surprised i'll say it again there are people here as i'm speaking you made your mind already it's like pastor move on to the next point if you are like that please don't don't be like that okay don't be like that prayer makes you a man or a woman of faith turn to somebody said i'm looking at man of faith and as a person is it true as the next person then prove it wow clap for the lord jesus clap for the lord jesus a man of faith faith prayer is faith and faith is prayer how do i know the bible says in hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 he for without faith it's impossible to please him you might as well say without prayer without fasting it's not possible to please god because he that cometh to god must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him i have been a pastor for almost 35 years by the grace of god actually 25 this year yeah praise god praise god praise god by the grace of god give me new living translation new living because because he is looks a bit the new living says and it is impossible to please god without faith in other words you want to see the people that please god look at the people of faith do you get the point look at the people of prayer look at the people of fasting look at the people that give you look at the people that obey the word it says anyone who wants to come to him must believe that god exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him and there's nothing as sincere as fasting with prayer prayer anybody can fake it anybody can say anything in your desperate moment but when somebody decides to fast do you know why prayer does not affect you negatively prayer you lose nothing but when you fast that's another level a person who decides to inflict discomfort with prayer is a man of faith yeah so people who just pray it's nice but once you go to the next level where you afflict yourself that's a believer that's surely a believer because for you for your faith's sake that's why jesus christ says if any man 
believe, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. It is not denying God that's a problem. Many people have denied God. But when you can deny yourself, that's another level. That's the first thing. Anybody who comes after me, the first thing Jesus Christ will look for is people who deny themselves. Are you understanding me? Now, watch this. When King Solomon, you know that woman who slept over the baby and the baby died? There were two women. They both had children, one each. And they slept. When they woke in the morning, one baby was dead. The other baby was alive. And the one woman said, ah, that's not my baby. Your baby was the one who died. Your baby was... Then they couldn't decide. So they went to King Solomon. And King Solomon couldn't decide, so he decided to do a trick. He said, okay, no problem. Give me the dead baby. Give me the live baby they brought. Hey, bring my soldiers. Cut the dead baby into two. Cut the live baby into two. Give one each. It solved the problem because there's no way we can decide who's the real mother of the live one. That's the best solution. So they took the knife. I don't know whether they cut the dead baby. But when they were about to cut the live baby, then one of the women jumped and said, no, 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 King Solomon, don't kill the baby. Give the woman, give the baby to this woman. It's okay. It's okay. I will accept it. Let this baby live. Let this baby live. If she lives, fine. If she, at least she's alive. And um, even if I don't get anything, I can see the baby living. Then King Solomon said, rather give the live baby to this woman who said don't kill. That's the right mother. Clap for the Lord Jesus. The woman who is willing to deny himself of a child so that the child will live. That's the woman who is the real mother. The Christian who is willing to put himself in faith, even if it means hunger. That's the real Christian. Clap for the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, for me as a Christian, ever since I understood Christianity as a denial, not only denial of food, but denial of, like Joseph denied the Potiphar's wife of, so long as he's wrong. A Christian that denies, is a Christian of faith. Real faith. Real faith, Christian faith, is people who deny themselves for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of Christ, who make sacrifices themselves. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the devil knows it. Did you know the devil knows it? I want to prove it to you. So you could see that this whole idea of, 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 of um, prayer and fasting that Christians don't like, it's actually a sign of unbelief. It is a sign of unbelief. Now, it makes you also a, a person of authority. You get the point. Now, why is it that it's an important thing? It's an important thing because Jesus Christ wants you to come close. If you want to come after me, deny yourself. Take up your cross, suffer it, and follow me. Let me tell you something. There was in a boat, Jesus was in a boat with Christians or with disciples. Did you know that Jesus, you know, went on a boat with disciples? Mark chapter 4, verse 36. The Bible says, and when they had sent the people away, the multitude, they took Jesus 
even as he was in the ship and there were also with him other little ships and there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that was now full and he jesus was in the hinder parts of the ship asleep on a pillow and they awoke him and said unto him master don't you care that we perish and he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea peace be still and the wind ceased and there was great calm how did he respond there was great calm keep going and there was great calm that's verse 41 right well then he kept on saying keep going and they feared exceeding exceedingly oh no no that verse before uh-huh but and then the one before that one and he rebuked and then the winds everything was calm then verse 40 watch this but he said to them why are you so fearful how is it that you have no faith then the verse 41 and they feared exceedingly and said to one another who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him jesus christ attributed this thing to faithlessness you know what when they came when the ship was boisterous and the wind was boisterous and things the people jesus was asleep you can be with jesus and still be tormented i'll say it again jesus can be living in your boat and you will still sink you will still drown what's the difference what made the difference difference was somebody got the presence of mind to go and wake jesus up said jesus there's a problem if you care for us do something about it and i like it because he asked there are christians who will not ask when there's a trouble listen i used to be that kind of christian i was so proud very proud i told myself i have to pray for the church members and god will take care of me but god says in everything i mean with everything pray concerning everything with supplication prayer and the giving of thanks let your request be made known but i said i won't until one day i lost my job i've never looked for a job before i lost suddenly lost my job i became so depressed suddenly i became humble and i started asking god god please help me i remember the holy spirit telling me now you are asking i was even preaching but i was not asking for anything it was self-righteousness many christians it's not that you are a bad christian but the self-righteousness god should know that he should take care of me god should know what i need and god indeed knows what you need in fact he even says it in the book of matthew chapter 6 and verse 8 he said before you come before you actually pray god knows what you need but he still says close put go into your closet and ask and that's what the disciples did they came and they asked just the fact that you are asking is such a beautiful thing you get the point such a i am like that when my children come and they ask something happens to me something happens it means the child behaves like a child and i'm the father it's not wickedness it's not wickedness at all but you should learn to ask it is faith a man of prayer is a man of faith when david lost god has sent them they lost everything their wives their children all were taken by amalek 
the people talked about stoning David in 1 Samuel chapter 30. The Bible says David was discouraged, so discouraged, weeping everybody. Everybody was crying. Then David said to Abiathar, the priest's son, bring me the linen effort. What that is, the priest wear. And let me pray. He went into the closet and knelt down. And he prayed and asked the Lord, look at what has happened. Should I pursue the people? Will I overtake them? Will I recover? And the Lord told David, go, pursue, overtake them. You will recover all. That's a man of faith. And they recovered everything. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Clap for the Lord Jesus. That I'm talking about faith. I'm talking about faith. I'm talking about faith. I'm talking about faith. And this is what happens to many Christians. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Take it to the Lord in fasting. Come and join the believers as we talk to the Lord. And it's not much. Even the first part, 4 to 6 a.m. on the prayer line, it's not much. Come along. Not only that, make it a lifestyle. Oh, yes. I spend time with the Lord all the time. The Bible says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Amen. Pray without ceasing. The next thing is that prayer binds demonic activity. So prayer makes you a man of faith. All right? So you understand that. Prayer binds demonic activity. Prayer binds demonic activity. Wow. Binds demonic activity. Now, the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 to 9, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. You know, anytime that you talk about somebody seeking, it means he's searching. It means it's not everything. You see, when somebody's coming here, police comes here and they are searching. It means it's not everybody here who's a criminal. They are looking for criminals, some criminal. And they say, everybody sit down. Then they start searching. Do you get the point? What this means is that it's not everybody that the devil can get. It's not everybody. Do you get the point? It's not everybody. He seeks whom he may devour. May it never be you in Jesus' name. And the Bible gives the answer in verse 9. Whom you resist him steadfastly in your faith. Again, prayer is faith. You resist the devil by faith. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. In other words, the world doesn't believe. The world doesn't have faith. And there's unfortunately the devil deals with some Christians like they are wealthy people because of the lack of faith. They can't bind. Look at the disciples came. They couldn't take away the epileptic spirit. Look at the disciples without faith. So it doesn't matter that you are a disciple. Jesus wants you to be a man of prayer, especially if you can add fasting. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. Bible says the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The weapons that we use, they are not carnal. You know, I know that you use various weapons. Some of you have guns in your homes. Yeah. Some of you have ADT machine. 
Some of you have alarm. Some of you have, you know, detectors. Brother Spencer showed me some new technology and things. Infrared, all kinds of things. Bluetooth. Some of you, as you are here, your phone can show you that there's something going on in your house. Ladies and gentlemen, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. But you see, even if you have a gun, what if you don't see the thief? Even if you have the infrared, you see, a thief is not, you should never try to catch a thief. Prevent a thief from doing it. Do you get the point? So all these are important, but the reality is the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. Prayer does a lot of things that you don't even know about. Prayer makes you a man of faith. Prayer takes away demons. Jesus Christ, the reason why Jesus Christ's reaction was different from Adam and Eve, he was a man of prayer. Remember Luke chapter 4. Jesus Christ went to the wilderness and prayed. And Bible says he came in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the devil tempted him. And the devil could not overcome him. But Adam and Eve, they came eating. And the devil tempted and overflowed them to the point where they left the garden. We are still suffering the consequences. I can assure you, some of the prayers, some of our grandparents have prayed is what is sustaining us. Will we also pray to sustain our grandchildren? Will our prayers now come alive again? Will we be able to deal with the demons so that they will have a better life? Can we do that so that a better church will come out? That's what I ask you. I lay hands on my children all the time. Hallelujah. And the devil knows who. I told you that the people in the world, Bible says the devil is now dealing with believers like those who in the world. First Peter chapter 5, verse 9. It says, resist him. Resist him steadfastly. Because the same afflictions he's dealing with the world, that's what he wants to bring to you. And when you resist him with prayer and fasting, he won't be able to. Let me show you something. Acts chapter 19. Somebody who thought that I could just be around without prayer and do something because I'm in church. Acts chapter 19, verse 13 to 16. Bible says there were certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists. They took it upon themselves to call over them which had evil spirits in the name of the Lord, saying, we adjure you by Jesus Christ, whom Paul preaches. In other words, there were people, this guy, these guys, their pastor, their father was the pastor. Their father was a pastor. In fact, the next verse is verse 14. And there were, these were seven sons, one of one called Shiva, a Jew, a chief of the priests, which they saw. Do you got the point? These guys were going to deal with demons. Their father was the pastor, head pastor. So they felt that, oh, pastor has prayed. You know, my father has prayed. My father is prayerful. I have a prayerful family. So me, I'm going to cast out these demons. Watch what happened. The next verse. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. Paul also, I know. But you, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Who are you? And look at what happened. And the evil spirit did what? Verse 16. And the man whom the evil spirit leaped on them, overcame them, prevailed against them. So they fled out of the house naked and wounded. They came to cast out demons. The demons cast them out. <laughs> Can you imagine that your pastor is casting out demons by the time where the pastor has been stripped and the pastor has run out? God forbid. Can you imagine that you, somebody comes to you with a problem, as you are laying hands, the demon wraps you up and 
strips you naked and you was in your house and you ran away from your house it will never happen to you if you are prayerful in jesus name ladies and gentlemen this is some of the things that have been happening in the realm of the spirit and it's time for us to deal with it it's time for us to deal with it it's time for us you people sometimes don't believe in spiritual things one of my medical students as i was um, a doctor you know a medical student was one of my sheep one time she 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 had been born again and they were a family of about seven they had all died except two and this brother was almost imprisoned every bad thing the brother was involved this girl alone had come to medical school as a christian in the family a very prayerful person one of my greatest sheep as at the time that i left her almost finished medical school she was about to be promoted to become a pastor very prayerful one day this lady said oh the chief of her town her town or her, her village has called upon her and she went there to the village when she went to the village she said they had a big festival she thought it was a festival but not knowing it was one of the chiefest most influential old ladies in the town was in the center with her family what was it nobody knew that they were dealing with um evil spirits and charms and things and they had destroyed for themselves that family that the medical student was all of them were supposed to be great people but they were not prayerful and these people were jealous. this old lady who was in the center was jealous and had demonic spirits that had destroyed the whole family and they wanted to destroy this particular girl the only thing that prevented them was a prayer life was fasting life and so she went to the place and found in the center there was a because the woman was a very influential person so the chief of the town had been summoned and everybody was there and the woman was almost in epilepsy when the little girl my student uh, uh, sheep went she came back and told me pastor you won't believe it immediately i went there the woman started manifesting and started begging me please please knelt down to beg me and i, I said pastor i didn't understand i'm talking to you about a real story so pastor i didn't understand what it was and then the woman said you don't know what trouble you have caused me and my family i said me i've caused you trouble he said yes he said let me tell you this was a far village far and he said look we have attempted so many times to destroy you because you're the last in the family that is standing and any time that we come there is a fire behind your door the fire of the lord she told the girl and she said that we tried this time because that was the last we had bargained with another family to destroy you they couldn't and we in turn had destroyed somebody for them and as they came the fire burned them and we suffered the consequence and the the charm that we have is such that unless we apologize to you there's no way we're going to be free she told them that the spirits that we were delving in they've come several times and this time they actually came trying to go through the fire and they were blown off and that's why we are here we are here to burn and she described the girl's room she said when we came this was your door this was your refrigerator this is here and at your side is another person who also prays a lot so anytime we come whether through your window whether through the roof whether through the door we cannot access you and everywhere that you go there are angels around and he said you have caused us a lot of trouble 
but it's because of the God that you serve. And they knelt down and begged her. Please, the only thing that we can do is when you lay hands and pray with the power of your God over us to cast out the demons that we are using to destroy you. And the girl said, no problem. Yeah. If your enemy asks you for food, give. Yeah. Says, pray for those that hate you. So the girl laid hands and he said, Pastor, you won't believe it. Several demons came from those people. They were freed. And the chief thanked me and the disciple thanked me so much. And he told me, Pastor, thank you for telling me to pray every day. And he told me, Pastor, that kneeling down that you do, I've done it for all these years. I've been a medical student. I kneel down one hour a day in the morning, one hour in the evening. And I didn't know that that was generating power like that. And he put, he thanked me, she thanked me and thanked me and thanked me. She told me, Pastor, use my testimony any day because many Christians don't believe that there's power in prayer. That there's power in fasting. She told me, Pastor, use my story. Use my story. Because what I've seen, I will never stop praying. She said, I will never stop praying. Ladies and gentlemen, I, 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 I challenge you to become prayerful. I challenge you. Even if you don't want to join this, it's not about a prayer. There are always people who are praying in the church. I'm speaking this as your pastor for you. Jesus Christ challenged believers. Jesus Christ challenged his disciples to prayer. He says, will I find faith in prayer when I come? I want to also challenge you. Be a man of faith. Hallelujah. Be a man of faith. Be a man of authority. Be a man who can overcome evil spirit. The Bible says that, you know, upon this rock, like Peter, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Matthew chapter 16 verse 18 and Jesus explained how will it be that the gates of hell will not prevail against you. And in verse 19, he said, I'll give you the key of the kingdom and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be lost in heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, I can assure you that my life is a testimony. In my family, me and my siblings, when we came out, there was nobody who had become a physician, nobody who had gone to college, and the men who dead were always drowned, killed, or became alcoholic, something. And I was next in line. And somebody who had a foresight or CSU prophetic said, I was meant to die if I ever attempted to go to college. So you know what I did? I decided I'm going to pray. I decided I'm going to believe God. And when I came to the university, I faced a lot of tormenting spirits. Dwarfs that followed me. Dwarfs every day. And they had arrows that they were pointing at me. Nightmares. So I joined a fellowship in church, Lighthouse, and they taught me to pray. They taught me to fast. Ladies and gentlemen, believe you me, one day all the demons came together in my nightmare. And it was a large team. Then I started doing what I've been taught to do, praying in tongues, praying in the Holy Spirit, asking, calling the name of Jesus. Have you been in a dream where you were, you were just, you couldn't move, you were paralyzed. 
but God opened my mouth to pray. Mary started praying. Jesus. Every day, huge load of um, dwarfs and evil spirits that were coming. Drew close. And the next step I took when my prayer started was a ladder standing there, rising to the heavens. And I touched it like a machine moved and then propelled me to the top. I saw a big human being with gray hair, gray beard, white cloth, his arms open. He embraced me. It was like a pillow. And then the man told me, look back at your enemies. When I looked, all the demons had become smoke. And whatever colors they were wearing, the smoke was that color. That was the last time I had a nightmare. And the person told me, that church that you are in, and that prayer, never stop doing it. Never stop doing it because it's a lifeline. Ladies and gentlemen, from that day till now, I've been a man of prayer. I've been a man. You believe it. Great has been the exploits. Not only did it deliver me, but it delivered my whole family. Now everybody can go to university. Everybody, people are restored and Christians and believers, more doctors, more. Let me tell you, prayer, fasting, overcome demonic authority. Recently, I was there a few months ago. When somebody came to me, a person is here, but I don't want to mention his name, and told me, Pastor, I'm having a lot of demonic attacks ever since I started college. I said, really? What is it? I can't sleep. Attacks has never happened to me. And the person said, the Lord told the person, go and talk to Pastor Lindsay. He's experienced that before. Yeah. The person said, oh, I can pray for myself. Sir. And the Holy Spirit said, go. So the person eventually came. I remember telling me, and we went to the room. I said, don't worry. This is experience. I showed him in the Bible these things. And I laid my hands and prayed. That person came to my house one day and said, Pastor, you have no idea. From that day, I've been free. Total deliverance. Total freedom. I sleep well and happy. And he has taken up prayer. That person is one of my most prayerful person in the church. As I speak, converted. Like Jesus Christ said, the devil sought to sift you like wheat. But I pray for you that your faith does not fail. And when you have now been restored, strengthen your brothers. So I'm using that to strengthen you. I've told that person to give the testimony, but I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. He's one of the most prayerful person now. And I want to challenge you for your sake. If you don't believe in the demonic realm or the spiritual realm, then you have no business becoming a Christian because Christianity is spiritual. Ladies and gentlemen, if not for anything, become Bible says that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man avails much. The Amplifier says it's dynamic in its working. In other words, prayer can do many things. Prayer is the same prayer. It can get you favor. Prayer is dynamic. Amplifier says dynamic in its way. I thought you would have brought it up by now. It's dynamic. It does a lot of things. Prayer that gives children the prayer that leads to demonic deliverance is the prayer that leads to promotion at work. It is the same God who gives us all. Remember, God is the creator of heaven and earth. And there's nothing impossible for the Lord. If only you can ask the Lord in prayer. Just like my children know what I have. And when they need it, they come and ask me. Today, I challenge you. Become a man of prayer. 
become a man of faith become a man who overcome demonic spirits become a man of authority become a man of anointing through prayer and through fasting put your hands together rise to your feet hallelujah rise to your feet rise to your feet clap for clap for the lord clap for the lord clap for the lord do you know something i want to assure you have you realized how spiritual prayer is anytime you attempt to pray some thousand things start occurring to you pick up your phone go to work watch the television oh why don't you just send this text first why don't you um stand up why don't you stay in bed a little bit why don't you sleep a bit that tells you how spiritual it is the devil does not want you to pray that's the last thing he wants you to do therefore i'm not surprised it's as i'm speaking some excuses are occurring to you already because it is fighting whatever the word of god is saying may the word of god have free course in your heart you try it you try it this week join the prayer join the fast and ask on your own even if you won't join become a man of prayer come and i'm a man of fast fasting even beyond the fast try and fast once a week and become spiritual what do you lose what do you lose because of our sins i know that we're all struggling with sins but bible says this but if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and seek my and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways i will hear from heaven i will forgive their sins and i will heal their land even if you are walking in sin your best bet of forgiveness and turning away is your prayer is your prayer my brother don't feel guilty where else would you get forgiveness come to the lord it's a throne of grace and not a throne of punishment and come and tell the lord i know david slept with Bathsheba, but came to the lord for forgiveness and for favor there's nothing wrong who is going to help you if you let the sin keep you away then who is going to help you may the lord bless you put your hand on your heart and tell the lord give me the spirit of prayer I want to be close to you. I want to be associated with you. I want to be blessed with your presence. Father, help me to be like Jesus, to be prayerful. Draw me close to you. Draw me close to you. Draw me close to you. Give me the spirit of prayer and supplication. Father, I pray for everyone here, for your blessing and your grace and for your glorify your name in your people in jesus christ mighty name now if you are here you don't know jesus as your personal savior you've been invited but you want to give your life to jesus christ as you're here wherever you are don't care about who's standing by you i want to pray a short prayer with you so that your faith will be sustained and will start growing if you want to give your life to christ and you are here lift up your right hand wherever you are god bless you you want to give your life to christ you are here lift up your right hand wherever you are lift up your hands say after me almighty father i love you that's why i've come to you forgive me for all my sins and wash me in the blood of jesus christ i believe that jesus is my lord my savior the christ the son of the living God he died for me 
and God raised him from the dead by this confession of faith I am born again I am a child of God please write my name in the book of life and fill me with your sweet Holy Spirit and give me the spirit of prayer and supplication in Jesus mighty name Amen Wow, weren't you blessed by that anointed word of God? Come join our services this and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time in person at 5796 Shelby Oaks Drive, Memphis, Tennessee. Be blessed.